overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Bible says that that Jesus perceived that the anointing was there to heal. It's possible to perceive the anointing. It's possible to perceive that God wants to do something. It's possible to perceive that that he has a plan and that he wants to he wants to touch people's lives through the anointing. This morning, as we were singing this song just now, I perceived that God wants to do something. There's a He's put a couple of people on my heart to pray for, and to do it a specific way, a certain way. And my encouragement to you is this. This isn't a time to disconnect, sit down and relax and watch. This is a time to participate whether it be through prayer, whether it be however the Lord leads. I know there's some specific things I'm supposed to that we're supposed to do that I'm supposed to lead and we're supposed to do, and then we'll see where the Holy Ghost wants to go from there. Amen? So we just follow Him. We just do what He tells us to do. The first thing that I is on my heart is to pray for John and Jen Logan. Buddy and Susanna. Is Susanna here? Or she, buddy, can you come up? And Brian and Ron, can somebody watch over the soundboard just in case it makes funny noises? Chris and Libby, can you come up? Cerise, is she here? Debbie. John and Jen, why don't you guys Father, I thank you that we overcome. Thank you, Lord God, that we overcome. We all overcome. We all overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Foolish. 
Thank you, Jesus, that that overcoming is not barely making it over. That overcoming is not barely making it through. That overcoming is extensive. That overcoming is huge. That overcoming is complete. Complete. Completed. 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 It's completed in your lives. Completed. In every way. Thank you, Father. Completion. Completion. This is what I heard the Holy Spirit say. That which Satan has meant for evil will be the springboard. It is the springboard to the next level. (laughs) Many years ago, the Holy Spirit said through me to you guys, that you'd completed phase one. And then a few years later, once again, the Holy Spirit said, you've completed phase two. And I believe, when you first came here, he said that you've completed phase three. Today, Phase four. What you've walked through, what you've experienced, what you've done with your hands, what you've done with your words, what you've done with your lives is good. And today you step into, even springboard into, the next. Now as you know, after phase one it didn't look any different than phase two. Three didn't look any different initially. But watch what God does. Watch what God does. Continue to walk steadfastly. Continue to walk hand in hand. Continue to walk together. Because in that, it'll all be fulfilled. Completely restored.
completely restored. Completely restored in every way. Body, mind, spirit. Vision. 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 Open eyes to see and to know. Open eyes to perceive. Open ears to hear. You'll know exactly what to do. Every step, you'll hear it. You'll know it. Yeah, not not everybody will agree with you. That's <laughs> good luck with that. But you'll see and you'll know. Vision. saying to me he will hold he will not withhold from you for those who walk uprightly and you have walked uprightly and he said in Psalms 84 for the Lord is your son and shield the Lord bestows his presence, his grace his favor and future glory honor, splendor and heavenly bless, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord God of hosts, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts in you, leaning and believing on you, committing all and confidently looking to you that without fear or misgiving. Can you come up? Like I said, the Lord put some people on my heart. <clears throat> I don't know everything, don't understand everything, but I just we just want to be obedient. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for her. Let's pray. Joe, why don't you come up too? Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Father, I thank you that her strength is renewed like the angels. Her strength is renewed like the eagles. Strength filling, overflowing, overflowing, overflowing her onto others. Strength through her, strengthening her, and overflowing onto others. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that you are not a God who forgets. That you're not a God who says something and then forgets. Your word is good. Your word is true. And your word is fulfilled in Jesus' name. Those things that He put in your heart many years ago that seem as though they've, they've, they've been put on a shelf and they've grown, they've, they've, they've gathered dust and even, and even grown moss. <laughs> seemingly stale, seemingly dry and dead are not renewed strength renewed vision renewed excitement oh renewed excitement father <clears throat> renewed excitement hallelujah renewed excitement renewed joy Oh, thank you, Lord God. Those things which she has been desiring to pick up will bring joy. And in that joy, there's strength. The joy of the Lord is her strength. And that joy overflows, will overflow. It does overflow to many. Restoration. 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 Thank you, Father, for strength for Joe to keep up with her. Strength. Strength. Oh, things you've just... Oh, it's... <laughs> things you've ached for to see again. Things you've ached for <clears throat> to do again shall be fulfilled. Strength. 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 Strength to take each day and walk it to the fullest. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. While others are winding down, you're winding up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Renewed vision. Renewed vision. Renewed excitement for the vision. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. (laughs) 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 Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I have one more person in my heart. Maybe, but who knows after this time. Terry Weinberg, can you come up? I feel like I want to pray for you. Please? Amen. Amen. See, now here's the deal. There are some things that I know, and there are some things that I don't know. And I'm always really, really careful to not do things that I just think, you know, I mean, when it's something I know, I'm cautious to step over into it. And for whatever reason, for whether good or bad, it is what it is. But there are times that I, I personally need to just step over into it. Now, there's things I know about Terry. There's some things that that he's... he's a, Excuse me, one thing he doesn't know, it's Winberg. There's no E between the N and the B. Winberg. I, I just say that. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> many, many years. <laughs> Winberg. From this day forth. <laughs> I know Terry's been asking for prayer for healing. And that's just on my heart. This this morning as we were worshiping, I just it was on my heart. And that's the cool thing about God, is there's things he'll lead you to do that he wants to do. But he'll also, if you obey him and if you follow him, he'll do things that you want to do. It's on my heart to pray for Terry pray for healing for him. Do we have oil anywhere around? Somebody know if there's any oil? If not, we got some Crisco in the kitchen. (laughs) We got got some 10W30. Amen. The Bible says that if there's any among you that are sick, to call the elders together and to pray, anointing them with oil, and that the prayer of a righteous man will be fulfilled we're only righteous because he's righteous right but that word works that word is fulfilled through the blood of Jesus let's gather around Terry Winberg Winberg (laughs) hallelujah father I I thank you for Terry and Lord I know that it was on my heart to pray for him and to stand with him But Lord, I also know that you you put that in my heart. That your heart is for him also. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Nothing operating outside of the plan and purpose of God. And Father, we obey your word right now. And we pray for him. And the prayers of righteous men and women availeth much. Father, I thank you for your anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. Father, I thank you for what Jesus did on the cross when he died, when that the stripes on his back heals us. 
Father, we stand with Terry right now and we agree with the word of God that Terry is healed in Jesus' name. Father, I speak to his body from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Father, I speak to his life in every way, shape, and form, and I say, be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Feeling. Feeling where no feeling is. Movement where no movement is. Wholeness where there's something missing. Healed completely in Jesus' name. Your anointing, your power, by your authority that you've given us to speak healing and life over these mortal bodies. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your power. Thank you, Father, for the manifestation of your promises. Thank you for healing Terry and Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Appreciate that. Amen. I'll come back sometime and tell you the whole story sometime. <laughs> It'll probably take two or three sermons, but it's, uh, it's been a long We'll know why he uses pain and suffering to do that. Make it to get our attention. He's forgotten my attention. You know, it's, uh, and I praise the Lord, thank the Lord every day for it. And I've come to realize the physical healing is was just part of the real healing. It's just the healing of the spirit, mind, soul, and body. You know, I needed the other, not so much the body, but the Lord has been faithful. And I've been praying, I've been standing on the Word of God, and it's been, it's been going on for a while, quite frankly. I mean, I don't want to take up the whole sermon and tell the story, but I will come back when John invites me, and I'll, and would, I'll give you... Would you like to t- share your story right now? The Word of my testimony. It, it would take too long. It's been going on for a number of years. You know, the devil, you know, the enemies... That had me that far from killing me, but I just made a decision one day. No, I could probably talk loud enough, anyways, quite frankly. <laughs> but it's 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 the it's the recording that somebody else hears 
that helps. Well, you do, you don't need it, but they do. <laughs> That's how it threw that. Yeah. Well, you know, again, everybody hear me. The, the story is too long to tell at one time. Quite frankly, I've been. It's a story, and really, I, I don't feel compelled to get into it, but it, it, it's a story of tears of joy, tears of sorrow, tears of near death. I laid in a hospital bed at St. Mary's Hospital, but I saw God's miraculous hands heal me. <coughs> I was diagnosed with, uh, here in the Twin Cities, I had two bad heart valves, and they sent me to Mayo Clinic because they didn't have the technology or the expertise to do the surgery. Mayo Clinic did, and I'll never forget this. The uh, physician's assistant, the uh, cardiologist, said to me, looked at me and said, only one bad valve. And that was a miracle. I had been praying and praying and praying and praying and come for healing. and so the, so the Lord miraculously healed one of my heart valves. But I didn't have to have, uh, it's a real tough procedure apparently to do to a heart valve. So I, I can stand here and tell you here today that God miraculously healed one of my heart valves. And then the other valves were so bad that they thought, well, he's going to have to have a, a, a new mechanical valve or what they call a pig valve replaced. So they went into the surgery thinking that they were going to have all this, and it turned out that that all they had to do was repair the, the mitral valve. And they didn't have to replace it, they just had to repair it. And I was eternally grateful for that as well. And then through all of that, I didn't need open heart surgery. Mayo Clinic had the technology to do it, they call it less invasive, less invasive surgery, if anybody knows what that is actually poke a couple holes in and they actually did all the uh, repair to my valves robotically. So I come out there and I got seven scars on my chest here, uh, you know, where they went in and did all the repair work. So that was uh, that, that was pretty crazy, but that's not where the story ended. And then they couldn't get my heart back into rhythm. So then I was having rhythm problems. So I... So I went back to Mayo Clinic. They put me in the hospital for a week and filled me up with all kinds of drugs, trying to get my heart rhythm right. And cardiologist came in. To... Oh, that was a bad time. Just had these streams of doctors coming in, and all they wanted to know was what was my living will. That was the only thing that was on the conversation. You can, you can tell when these people are talking to you. I mean, you can read it on their face, see it in their eyes, what their concern was. Their concern was, I wasn't going to make it, and what provisions have you made in the event that you're not going to make it? I mean, it was so. Uh, like I say, I mean, I could go on for hours and hours and tell you about all the stuff that went on down there, but. Anyways, this cardiologist come in. His name was, uh, I can't even think of it. <laughs> but he said, I think I can fix that. I said, oh, really? He said, 
you know, here's they have these whole panels of doctors at Mayo Clinic, and you know, these guys got the answers, right? And he comes in, eh, you know, I, I, I think they've got it all wrong. He said, I, I think I know how to fix this. You come in, we're going to give you a, a, a different procedure. And I think we can take care of that. So sure enough, waited some time, went back in there. His name was uh, Dr. McLeod. And I always thought that, you know, they say that there are angels amongst us. He was one of them. He was, you just knew that there's something real special about this guy. And uh, sure enough, he said, I know where to go. I know where to look. He said, I know right where I need to ablate this uh, signal coming from. He said, it's coming from your lungs. So he went in there, did the procedure. And they had another uh, backup cardiologist and said that, uh, you know, this procedure is going to take hours and hours. So they thought they were going to have to go on shift work for crying out loud, you know, to do this. And uh, sure enough, he said he went in there, he knew right where to look. He said, the minute I touched that nerve, bang, your heart went right back into normal rhythm, just like that. And he said it was, uh, they anticipated that this procedure was going to take up to 17 hours. And I was in and out of there in four. And so they took care of that. Give God praise for that. <laughs> And, and that was a that was a real tough time. I I thought for sure I was a goner. I really did. Uh, it's just boy, but uh, through all that, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. But that's only half the story. <laughs> I'll just give you the short of the other story, and that was uh, seven years ago. I was diagnosed with MS. And because uh, I thought, what the heck is going on with my body? And that was before the heart problems, right? And I remember that uh, oh, some of these doctors spoke some just terrible things over me. And I had to stand on the Word of God to protect myself from the words that they spoke over me coming to fruition. Being, you know, I, I consider what they were doing prophesying over me. I said, I'm not going to receive any of that Amen. stuff. Amen. And honestly, some of those things, uh, I would go to the healing center over in uh, Brooklyn Park, and Terry worked over there. That's where I met Terry, and that's how I got to the church here. But uh, yeah, they spoke some terrible things over me. And uh, they told me that, and this was like seven years ago, they said, you better get into the... MS program here because, you know, within months you're going to be in a wheelchair. That's what they told me. And I said, oh, no, I'm not. Amen. So I, I, I would not accept those words either. And I just had it in my spirit. I just need to, I just had it in my spirit. I did my research. There's nothing that they can do. There really isn't. They can give you all kinds of medication that makes you sick and it does all these terrible things to you and all that. And I just made up my mind at the time that, you know, if God is who He says He is, He will heal me. And I've been standing on that word and I can tell you here today, I get a little bit better each and every day. Amen. Amen. I used to have, I used to have blackouts. I used to have 
dizzy spells. I used to, you name it. You know, there are times I could barely walk to my car. And I've got to know a couple other people that have had this ailment, and I stand with them, and I pray with them, and they're getting better as well. So I think when John invited me up here today, it's for that, because it, it, it's still, I'm, I'm still recovering, because I stand on the word that's in Mark 16. These signs shall follow those who believe. They shall lay the hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It doesn't say should recover. It doesn't say will recover. It said shall recover. So I just stand on the Word. I say, you know, if God's words are true, they're faithful, and they can be trusted. So I've been standing on that Word. And I, can, I can tell you, it is... Angie, come up here. It has made me a... I'm a new man. I can't Later. tell you all the things that I've been. Shiloh, come up here. I don't want to say the things. I mean, I wasn't all the nice, warm, cozy, fuzzy guy that I am today. But there's again, the Lord has used these things to develop me into the the man, the person that I am today. And I still believe. You know, and I've studied a lot about that word believe. Let me tell you, I have studied a lot and 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 faith. And I just decided and I told God one day, I said, This is the deal. I'll believe you, I'll stand in faith for as long as you want me to. But I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna give up. Winners never quit, and quitters never win. So that's what I've been standing on. It's all been by the Word of God. It's nothing that I do. I completely give all the credit, all the glory to the Lord. Amen. So that's kind of the short story. There's all kinds of little stories that go in between there. All the things we'll have you I back for those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but appreciate the opportunity to come up and speak with you all today. And I, but I just, I really truly want to say this to everybody out there: God is faithful. Amen. If, if you stand in faith, stand in belief, and you never quit and you never give up, God is faithful. He'll bring you through because He promises He's going to bring us through. I, I, I think the, the, the shortcoming is is we have a tough time believing all that. But I can tell you, I've been standing on my belief, and the Lord has been faithful. And I thank Him for that, and I thank you all for that. And I send my prayer requests in, and I thank you for all those people that have read off the prayer requests. I still call in... It's just, just another thing I don't do. I think I've called every... I watch TBN, everybody that had a call in prayer line. I call in the, on those lines and I stay on the prayer list for 30 days. It's like sometimes I'm just over and over that, man, that, that, and I think some of them actually know me by name. <laughs> but you know what? The more prayer, the better, right? So all that, and, and, and all I want to say is if it worked for me, it can work for anybody. Amen. You know, if, if if the Lord can, you know, like the song "Amazing Grace," if He can save a wretched soul like mine, He can save anybody. Amen. Thank you. So that's the word of my testimony. Yes. Thanks. Amen. And that truly is the the the. Uh, example 
of what a testimony does. The testimony has power. There's anointing on that testimony. And the same anointing that has been working in Terry's life will wor- works in others as he tells that. Angie, will you let Terry pray for you? Would you like him to pray for you? Come on over. Angie's been diagnosed with MS. Oh, really? Would you pray for her? I won't certainly would. Amen. We just thank you that you provide the way when there is no way. That we are truly grateful for and thankful for, Lord. And you are faithful and you are true. You said in your word, Lord, ask and we shall receive. Seek and we shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto us. So we stand here today, Lord. And you also say where two or more come together in your name, you are there as well. And we just stand here today, Lord, in the presence of you and ask you to come in and help us today, Lord. And we just ask today in Jesus' name, we ask for this young woman. Angie is the name? We just ask today, Lord. Lord, I ask today, Lord. I ask today, Lord. I ask all that you've given me, all the healing and recovery you've given me today, Lord. I ask that everything that you've given me, Lord, I stand here today. And I give it all to Angie today. Yes, amen. Everything you've given me, Lord, every extra step, every walk, everything you've done for me, Lord, here today, I give it to Angie. Because I know, Lord, that whatever I give, you'll give me more than I could ever give. As Jesus gave it all to us, is by His stripes we are healed. By His stripes, Angie is healed. By His stripes, we are all healed, Lord. All we have to do is stand in faith and believe. And I believe. I believe. I believe. I, Terry, John Wimber, we standing here today believe, Lord, that Your words are true and faithful. And we're asking in Jesus' name and believing in Jesus' name that all the words spoken over Angie are lies. The devil is a liar. The Word of the Lord Jesus Christ, His words are true. Yes, amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the way is for us to lay hands on Angie today and pray for Angie that she be healed. And the Word says, These signs shall follow those who believe. And we stand here today as believers. Yes. Believers that Angie is healed yes. by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. And every word spoken over Angie again, I just want to say 
they are all lies. We believe the word of the Lord. Yes. His words are true. The words of of sickness and disease are all liars. Amen. And we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for the service day. Thank you that the Holy Spirit spoke through John today to bring us where we are here today. Thank you. For my testimony, and I just pray, Lord, that you use my testimony that others can build their faith through what I have said here yes. today, Lord. Amen. Because it's not about me. It's not about Angie. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and for what He has done for us yes. all. Yes. And we claim all the promises that are all yea and amen. Yes. In Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hallelujah. Word of our testimony. Amen? Blood of the Lamb has already been shed. His power has already been given. Now we just we give testimony of what he's done and what he's doing. Vern, can you come on up and share the results of the the uh, Christmas giveaway? Vern called me and was sharing the testimony with me this week. I thought you you need to share that with everybody else. Well, there's prayer for individuals and there's corporate prayer there's individual giving and corporate giving and when the spirit gets to moving we want to let him move and that's what's been happening here this morning and it takes uh, diligence and a sense of our part to be open to the spirit of God to move and we want him to move because when he moves then things are going to happen and the things that happen are going to be good we uh, serviced over 100 people, 100 children on the giveaway. The Bible says that uh, the hand cannot say of the foot, I have no need of thee, or the ear can say to thee, I have no need of thee. There is a, a part of, of the body, and we're all parts of that body. And when we give and we give in and we give to other people, it's a corporate giving from the church. Uh, there was uh, there's a church in Ellsworth, a Living Waters Christian Fellowship, and there's another church, Liberty Christian Center in Menominee. They all give an abundance. And when we brought it together, it all was distributed and put in boxes and given out from here. And uh, we delivered it, and uh, uh, you know that Billy Graham sends out shoe boxes, well, we send out boxcars. And we couldn't, uh, most of the boxes that we sent took a two-wheeler to get them into the houses. So again, uh, we really reached out in the love aspect, and that testimony was the church reaches out to people. And when the church reaches out to people, it has an impact, especially on children. The children impact the adults because when the children are impacted, the adults are impacted. 
And what we've seen, we've seen some impacts that are very important that are life-changing for children because they don't forget. That testimony is to God, that testimony is to the power of God, that testimony is about the church. And where the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. But the gospel is many parts, and giving is an integral part of the gospel. And when you give it out, then you have an impact on people. There's been much given in, in uh, Europe uh, from this church into different parts of Romania and Hungary. And that's a beautiful thing. But the local church right here can give into the local community. And that's what this body and the other parts that give into the church here that reached out to people. Now in St. Paul area, we delivered to the, to the different houses when we'd go in and open the boxes, the kids would just scream. But there was a young lady in North Minneapolis that a particular box went to her, and her name is Tamiko. And she's from the Caribbean. And when I walked into the house, she had no furniture. There was a young girl washing maybe 11 years old dishes in the kitchen. And I opened up the box, and all I heard her do was screaming Christmas presents because they had nothing. That's impact, folks. There was a testimony here that should have impact because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth is the church is the power. The church and what we do is greater than any power in America or the world. But we need to keep reaching out. We need to have outreach. That means we reach out and we grab with the gospel. That's a loving thing. And we need to keep a loving, and it starts right here, loving one another. It starts here by loving people that come in. Now in the Christmas play, there was two young Hmong girls that were there that we met out in the street. The mother was here with her 15th child on that day, and the kids keep coming to church, and Pastor Karen does a marvelous job teaching them. But they were from the street. They knew nothing about Christ and they're in the church. They're in this church because we outreach. Amen. They're here because we do the job of Christ. We're here because we're to go. We're here because we love. And when we love people and we do it that way, we need to keep doing it because that's how the church expands. We want to get back to the community. We want to expand. And the way we do that, we touch people and love them. There was other things that happened in a sense of touching people, but the most thing is, is everything that went in the box and boxes was a love outreach, a statement. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. It's the outreach to Christ, for Christ, to Christ, for the kingdom of heaven. We spread the gospel and we keep moving into the community to have influence for the kingdom of heaven. May this next year be a greater influence than we've ever had before. And may our love in this body continue to grow expeditiously. Because the more we love, the more influence we have. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Vern. He, uh, he shared that we're... We're doing local outreach. We've been going to the streets 
on Monday nights throughout uh, all last spring and actually the year before too through the summer and fall and now this whole last year and and we've been doing this Christmas outreach this was the second year that we've done it you know done, done the packing in-house and so we're doing local outreach we're doing the the uh, the churches that we fellowship with that we've helped start up the valley uh, we're going to be fellowshipping uh, that first week of January, January 3rd through the 9th, um, reaching out there. And, and a number of you have asked how the, the trip to Europe went. And Vern mentioned that. We, we do outreach. We've done uh, ministry trips to Hungary and Romania and Poland and, and uh, Eastern Europe primarily. We've also helped with Vision Europe. And years ago... Um, when praying about being involved with Vision Europe, um, because they primarily, primarily are working with Western Europe uh, doing evangelism, because uh, very few churches do evangelism in Western Europe. It's, it's, it's culturally unacceptable. And because of that, there's less than 2% of people in Europe that would claim to be born-again Christians. Um, most uh, most would say that they are post-Christian. We did that. We yeah, that's what our that's what our history was about. And for years, we've gone into to Eastern Europe ever since the Iron Curtain fell. Actually, before the Iron Curtain fell, Pastor Dan Dennison, who started this church, was taking Bibles across the. Um, through the Iron Curtain into uh, Russia, different parts of Russia, and doing ministry there uh, back in the 70s, uh, 70s and early 80s. And so when this church was started, missions was, was a huge part of it. It's, it's just part of the DNA of who we are. And he met Dan and Marta Lewis in, uh, in Switzerland at, a, at an AFCM conference in the uh, late 90s and became close friends early to early 2000s and Dan and Marta will be here this week and and uh, it was the, through their ministry in 2004 that uh, Brian Eager said uh, you know I had be, just become the senior pastor in 2002 and and he said you know if, if you're going to continue to to support them you probably should know them and I thought that's probably a good thing and so we made a trip over in 2004 and saw what God was doing there and what God was doing through them and began working with them and then met Pastor Attila on that first trip and, and did ministry with him and went to Sikahed and, and through Sikahed, uh, did, we've, many of you have gone on trips, uh, outreach trips to, to this. It's a poor, poor, extremely poor uh, village attached to a village but the 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 gypsy village is on the old dump um when they were building their houses for those of you guys those of you that were there doing that when you dig down to make the mud bricks you were pulling up garbage the whole time and uh life there is really tough and so we've gone there uh for years well this trip we worked with a church that we've been working with for the last four years or so in uska and they had just remodeled a building um, had uh, it was a, a new building for their church and they they wanted it to be dedicated we did a, a three-day uh, conference 
at their church, and then on sun, uh, Sunday night, we dedicated that church. Um, God moved powerfully during that time in many different ways. Prayed for, prayed for the sick, saw people born again, saw people filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, just some really amazing things uh, happened. And, but one of the things was the thing I, I, I expected the least. Uh, I was sitting in the back of the room, and uh, uh, Pastor Aaron Dirksen, uh, Dan and Marta's pastor, and Pastor Dan and Claudia's pastor down in uh, Florida, uh, was speaking. And at the end of it, he uh, he, he was going to pray for people, and I, I thought he was going to pray for people, and he was. But usually, he would call people up, and we'd all you know we'd all call each other up to pray. And he called me up. He said, John, why don't you come up here a second? So I thought I was going forward to pray. And about halfway up, he, he says, stop. And he had kind of this deer in the headlight look. And he just, he was like, I, you know, oh, uh, um, and he kind of stuttered for a while. And then he began to prophesy. And he began to say things that had only ever been spoken between me and God in prayer. Confirming things, word for words. I mean, just... I started laughing many times because he, it just was it was word for word. He, he used the exact words that God had said to me and that I had said to him. Confirming. And the last thing he said was, it has begun. Now the funny thing is that the Holy Spirit said that about two years to me, two years ago to me. And I've been and as the Lord has led me i've said those words out you know sometimes you say things and you don't think you think okay why is that so such a big deal words are powerful terry's words this morning were were powerful because they're 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 attached to the anointing and he said it has begun well the holy spirit that's that's what the holy spirit has said to me we don't have to wait i believe what happened this morning is part of the answer of that prophecy what you saw here this morning already is a is a the beginning stages of what's going to continue to happen in an ever increasing manner i have to agree when 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 i was going to pray for terry i thought it was for one reason and he's absolutely right it wasn't for that it was because god wanted him to share i didn't know terry could public speak okay i just I've never heard him say more than, you know, good morning, Pastor, how you doing? It's been, you know, and, and a few, you know, conversations here and there. You know, if I called most people up, they'd go, I can't get up there. I didn't know if he could have. But praise God, Holy Ghost knows. Because praise God, some business got taken care of this morning. More than just a, than one person. There's more. The, a lot of, many of our faiths were increased. God wants to use each and every one of us. What He wants to do is to increase the message, increase the outreach, like Vern said, increase the outreach into this area. The Holy Spirit said to me all those years ago about, about Vision Europe, when I was praying about whether to, to be involved in Western Europe, He said, he said Help Robin Roberts with his vision. And as you help him with his vision, as you help Dan and Marta with their vision, as you help Pastor Dan and Claudia with their vision, he says, your vision will be fulfilled. My vision is this valley. My vision is from Solon Springs 
to Prescott in 100 miles in both directions. And it has begun. And we're a part of it. We need to continue to press into that. Continue to press into seeing the... And it's not about the wisdom of man or the the ability of man. It's not about me. It's not about any of us as individuals. It's about the Holy Spirit. Being yielded to Him. Allowing Him to minister through us as He desires. And we'll see it. It's going to be everybody. I'm convinced of it. It's all of us. And not just us, it's the ones that are going to continue to be brought unto us. That night in, in Uska, that prophecy was powerful. Because it's a, it's a, it was another confirmation. We are exactly on the right track. We went from there to, to a town called Sharvar, over on the western border of Hungary and, and Austria. It's where Peter's from. It's where his family is. And we ministered in the church that, that they're beginning. They're, they, they are beginning a, a, a Bible study. But it's a church. And, we, and the, we were sitting there, both Thomas and I were sitting there. Thomas is the pastor from Switzerland, that friend, a good friend of mine that God's been putting us together and having us work together and doing some things. And we were sitting next to him, and he leans over and he goes, isn't it fun to see a new church start? And it is. Wonderful night. Two people got born again that night in that small fellowship. They're reaching out. They're doing outreach. A woman got healed of uh, um, depression. People got filled with the Holy Spirit. Power. The next night we drove to Austria up to uh, Vienna. First time I'd ever... We we were in Vienna years ago, but it it rained the whole time. We never left our hotel room. But we went into Vienna and spoke at a church in downtown Vienna. Another small fellowship, handful of people. And we went through the whole service and, and uh, it was just okay. And then, then the Holy Spirit fell. And the meeting just broke wide open. <clears throat> the Holy Ghost used me to, to prophesy to them about outreach and that it sparked something in them. God is wanting them to have a vision for reaching the, the, the city of Vienna. From there we drove to Lagenthal, Switzerland, where Thomas lives. And I was able to speak in their church on Saturday night and Sunday, and it was just amazing. It was amazing to see what the Holy Spirit would do. And a and, uh, number of people who have traveled with us on, on different trips to Europe usually at some point in time pull me to the side and say, why do you minister here differently than you minister there? And the first few people that had said, I said, why do you say that? They said, you're different. You, 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 do, you, you, you minister differently. Part of it is because when I'm there, I don't know them. And I have to rely 100% on the Holy Spirit. I mean, completely. Every word that I say, I don't know what they, what they need. I don't know what they need to hear. I don't know anything. And so I completely abandon myself to be used by the Holy Spirit and while in Thomas's church, I ended up prophesying for an hour and a half. And afterwards, people come up and said, how did you know that? I said, I didn't know that. Since coming back, the Holy Spirit said, you don't have to be different here than you are there. But I, I always struggle with, I know you people. I know, I know the things you're dealing with. 
And I don't want it to be me. So I, I want to repent this morning. Because the Holy Spirit wants to use each of us in the fullness of our gifts and talents. And if I don't walk in the fullness, if I hold back, well, what kind of an example is that? So I endeavor, and you, this morning was a first step in just letting the Holy Spirit do exactly what He wants to do. Amen? So it was a wonderful trip. We had a fantastic time. Uh, God did just amazing things, and, and uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for, for being a part of what God's doing there, but also especially what He's doing here because that just it re- reignited even more the fire of what God wants to do here. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have the ushers prepare to hand out the offering envelopes. As they do that, I want to encourage you. I had planned to speak for about 30 minutes on what God wants to do during the week devoted to God, but I believe you just saw what He wanted to do, what He wants to do. He did a demonstration. Week devoted to God is a, is a, starts July, July. <laughs> Maybe we should have one in July too. We'll pray about it. It's going to start January 3rd, next Sunday night. Next Sunday night, 7 o'clock. It's after the Viking game. And uh, we're going to get together beginning at 7. We'll be, we're going to be here purposing to set a week aside to worship God, to, to, to listen for His voice, to pray, to seek Him. It's putting that the first fruit, the first fruit of the, of the calendar in His hands to do what He wants to do. We're going to meet each night Sunday through Friday from 7 o'clock at night till 8.30. And we're going to just, there's the Holy Ghost has been just talking to me about some of the things that are going to be going on, and, and I don't know how it'll all happen and when and everything, but 7 o'clock to 8.30. And, our, and our, our, my desire is absolutely, and the last time that we did this, led by Him, uh, we were out by 8.30 each night. Because I know people have school and work. It's the first week back to school for kids. I get that. It's, it's a commitment to even think about coming out. But I encourage you to do so. Because during that week, during that week, God's going to do some amazing things. He's going to be speaking some amazing things, and you want to be you want to be a part of and hearing those things. Each day from uh, ten in the morning till eleven thirty, we're going to have corporate prayer here. The building the the building will be open from nine o'clock in the morning. Whenever somebody gets here uh, throughout the day, we'll have it open. The sanctuary will be open. You can come and pray. You can you know sit in His presence. You can worship. We'll have some music on. Um, it's just going to be available to you to, to, to come when you can and, and how you can. So come anytime. But from 10.30, I'm sorry, from 10 until 11.30 every morning we're going to have corporate prayer. We'll have somebody leading prayer. I don't know who it will be each day, uh, but we'll, somebody will be leading corporate prayer in the morning from 10 until 11.30 and then again in the afternoon from 2 until 3.30. And so, if you can come out for that, please do. You, uh, if you're off of work, please come out. If, you're, if your kids are off of school for some reason, kids, you're more than welcome to come. We'd love for you to be there. Homeschool families, please come. 
Uh, however you can make it out, it's going to be uh, during those times we're going to be praying as the Holy Spirit leads us. We might be just seeking the Lord, but we also might be praying specifically for different ministries, so on and so forth, as the Lord leads. But that'll be each day at 10 o'clock and at, at 2 o'clock, and then in the evening from 7 until 8.30. And then on Saturday... Uh, we're going to be all all together, all of the churches, the uh, the churches, Pastor Luis, uh, the ministries that we're a part of, will all be a part of that uh, on Saturday from starting at ten o'clock in the morning, and we'll be having two meals, one at noon, one at six. And uh, the way I'm looking at the schedule right now, that after the evening meal, we'll be done. So we'll have everybody will speak all morning. Uh, during the day long and ministering as the Holy Ghost leads, we'll, but we'll just be open to how He wants to do that, and then we'll close out with a meal together and, and head home. So that's going on next week, um, and uh, I encourage you to be a part of it. Um, it is, it's good to set aside time for, for God, so obviously. It's good to, good to be in His presence, good to hear His voice. Amen? It's time to receive the offering. Let's pray and we'll have the ushers receive the offering. Father, we love you. We love you. That we love the fact that you're, that you're living and active amongst us. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for, for ministering as you desired. Thank you for using each person as you desired. Thank you for the manifestation of your power. Thank you for truth being spoken and, and truth being received. Thank You, Lord, for what You have done through this body this last year. God, You're so amazing. You're so wonderful. Thank You for how You've touched lives and how You've ministered to people here and abroad. Father, I thank You for what You're doing in our midst, Lord. It's just it's so exciting to be a part of it. And thank You for allowing us to be a part of what You're doing. Thank You, Father, for each and every person here this morning. Thank You for every gift. Thank You, Lord, that every individual, every gift is blessed. And that every need is met in this body and beyond. Thank You for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, just to, as the offering is going around, one last update testimony. Thank you. This, you know, we, we don't usually announce it uh, ahead of time that we're doing it, but every year, for many years now, we've done a, an outreach to uh, on, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, BC's Mongolian. Um, we many years ago, just to tell the story, many years ago, we our family has a tradition that we do all of our extended family. Christmas stuff leading up to Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, uh, we're home and, and we, we do a meal together. And this year, Deb's parents were able to be with us. That was wonderful. And then on the next day, we always do something really Christmassy. We go to, a, to an Asian restaurant because it's the only one open uh, in town. And uh, we eat great food and then we go to a movie and we went to Star Wars. Do you want to know how Star Wars ends? So... <laughs> But for many years ago, we were there, and I was looking around the room, and, I, and I, all of a sudden I noticed that there were a number of tables that had one person sitting at them, an individual. And, uh, 
it just it just really touched my heart because I thought, you know, there, that's somebody who is too far away from home to make it home or doesn't have family or whatever it is. And so we've, uh, for years now, we've, we've uh, brought money there and, and just uh, told them that if anybody came in as an individual that uh, to buy their meal and to just tell them that, that Jesus loves them. And, and uh, after a couple of years, they said, you know, there's, there's not as many individuals as there are older folks, uh, seniors. And he said, can we extend that to seniors? And so for a number of years now, I don't even know how many, quite a few, we've been covering both uh, meals as much as, as we were able to give. And, and uh, about 50 to 60 folks every year get a, get a meal on us. Uh, at down there, well, we've always gone there, so I, we like to sit on the on the edge and watch people get blessed. It's a lot of fun. Well, this this year, the, the I've gotten to know the manager really well, really good friends, and and this year he he double crossed me. He he brought somebody over and introduced them to me as the person who pays for all the meals. And this woman gave me a hug and cried and thanked us. Thank this church for being such amazing people, and thank you know just bless this church. It was it was wonderful, just wonderful to be a part of, and very humbling on my part. But that hug was for you, so I'll stand at the door. I'll hug everyone, and uh, give you a kiss on the cheek like she did for me. And uh, we'll uh, men first. You guys, go, husbands, come first. But uh, it was it was really awesome. It's just fun to be a part of blessing people, especially during uh, Christmas season. Amen. So that was wonderful. That happened. Let's all stand. Father, we do thank you for today. Lord, you're good. You're just so good. You're awesome, Father. And we thank you for all that you are doing and continuing to do in this vision. Thank you for it, Father. We lift up this week. We thank you for safety for each and, each and every person, Lord. No, no weapon formed against anybody. Prospers. Thank you for a safe New Year, safe travel, safe work, safe everything, safe fun and play for for everybody who's off this week. Lord, we give you the glory, we give you the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.